You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. We are live here. Minor Talk is here, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. Oh, man, Sal, you're pulling a triple header here tonight. Uh, you produce Sports Talk. You produce the UTEP men's basketball game. And now you are co-hosting Minor Talk. Long day here of work for you, Sal. Uh, so you know what? Just like Derek Hamilton, I'm going to give you a lot of credit here tonight. Um, you, you cooked it up here for us. We, we couldn't have done it without you tonight and uh yeah unfortunately we're having to talk about another utep loss that's the only bad thing right hey man it's all right it's it's another fun night we could just put it that way man no it was great um it's kind of weird getting used to all the controls that i used to do on sports talk right it's like these broadcasts it's the same but they're completely different and then i promise that makes sense so you had to uh had to use the muscle memory and it was fun man a lot of great guests today on sports talk too yeah we had a lot of fun hey I'll, i'll tell you this um i think utep fans who were at the dawn tonight had fun 18 lead changes sure that's that's cool but then they leave the Don Haskins Center and it's another loss so while you have fun and and while this is an entertaining game and yeah Scotty Walden UTEP football head coach is on tables and uh you know hyping up the student section the entire second half shirtless paint uh, with full body paint (laughs) um those things make these games enjoyable. What makes the games un- or not enjoyable whatsoever is uh, the fact that UTEP has lost uh, four of their last five games. The fact that this se- I mean, it feels like this uh, team right now is really counting the days for the season to you know close out. And um, it- it's really, it's been a tough, tough up and down year. I think fans had so much hype and so much expectations around this team uh, going into the season and uh, you know you talk about the first five victories you talk about how excited this team was early on you even talk I mean forget early on you just talk about a couple weeks ago the Saturday win against New yeah. Mexico State 25 mm-hmm. point victory against your rivals battle of I-10 and the thought was did this team turn the corner we didn't pu- we pumped the brakes right away we were very on top of it here on minor talk and said hey let's watch this team on the road uh, uh, what did this, this team do? They lost back-to-back on the road, including uh, an emotional double overtime loss last Saturday to Middle Tennessee. And what did they do tonight? They lose at home against La Tech in a game they had multiple opportunities to win. I, look, what we're going to say tonight is nothing different than what we've been saying all season long. So I, I just want to get the phone line started right away. If you want to weigh in, let's do it. 915-505-6009. We could also uh, talk with you on social media, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and X and 600ESPNElPaso.com. Also our 600ESPN El Paso app, uh, which you can chat with us in real time. Those are all the ways to get involved in the show. Sal, I mean, Sal, what do we need to do to break this game down? Because this uh, is the same game right here, right? It, it, this is the same game as Western Kentucky. This is this reminded me a lot of the Liberty home loss, uh, so not much different there. What do we really take away from this game? I, I think what you take away uh, from this game is more so – I think we know the identity of this team and, you know, there's always going to be the glass half full, glass half empty type of approach. So I already know the counter to what I'm about to say. But this is a team who's going to who's going to be within a puncher's chance. And are they going to screw themselves up at the under eight? And today we got to see, um, you know, better answers and some better responses to, to not going completely, you know, uh, dark in those moments. But ultimately, Louisiana Tech just too much in this one. So that's what I take away from this game. Another one where at the under eight, they had a puncher's chance and they just can't uh, can't overcome it. So that's that's what I think. This was one of the um, few games that you can count on all season long where the bench almost scored as many points as the starters. And yeah. I'm putting it on the starters really, Sal. I, I hold them accountable uh, for the struggles in this matchup. Zid Powell, 4 points, 2 for 9. Tay Hardy, 9 points, 3 of 11. Uh, Corey Camper Jr., 10 points, but 3 for 9 uh, from the field. Otis Frazier third, who I like a lot on this team. Uh, and I, you know, I like the other guys that we just mentioned right there too, but Otis, Otis Frazier just really stands out to me um, among the others. Five points, two for seven scoring, and then Kevin Kalu, nothing uh, from today today's matchup. The bench today, 31 points. It was led by none other than Derek Hamilton. Sal, if I told you 
Baylor had, if I gave you just this list, and, and before this game started, I gave you a list of uh, Elijah Jones, Jonathan Dosanjos, David, or excuse me, Kevin Kalu, Baylor Hebb, and Derek Hamilton. I told you one of these guys is going to lead the Miners in scoring in a game at home this season. Who would you have picked, honestly, out of that bunch? Elijah Jones, Jonathan Dosanjos, uh, Kevin Kalu, I'll throw him in the mix, Baylor Hebb, and Derek Hamilton. Honestly, before today's game, who would you have said? I'll say this, going into conference play, and or not even that, just early on in the season, within the first five games, the easy answer is Elijah Jones. Elijah Jones, right? Yeah. You think maybe he could have a spark game. Maybe he would lead the Miners in scoring, get hot uh, from the floor one yeah. night. Uh, maybe even Jonathan DeSanjos because he's done it before. He did it last year where he led the Miners in scoring. And he's been catching fire recently. Too. And he's been yeah. killing it as of late. Exactly. And, and I would have thought those are the two guys right there. There's no chance in my mind, Derek Hamilton. He probably would have been last on that list for me. Uh, and tonight, Straight up cooking. He just feasted yeah. down low in the paint against, just like Joe Golding said earlier today in his post game, one of the best uh, front courts in all of conference USA that you're going to find. Bacho is, uh, you know, he, he is who he is. He's a strong player and he's a tall guy. And you know what? I just think that uh, this is one of those um, opportunities. When you get a chance to see Derek Hamilton feast like this in the paint, I mean, man, that the way that we saw it today, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to see it again. And I'm excited about his play late in the season. Remember, he had six points in the previous game, Sal, and he left the matchup because of a busted lip. That's right. And that was against Middle Tennessee in that double overtime loss. Today, he gets extended minutes. uh, 16 points in 19 minutes. Probably the most, I'll double check, but that's probably the most he's played this season. And for Derek Hamilton, Sal, I'm just happy that he got this opportunity. Um, Yeah, I'm really happy that this is what we're talking about here tonight where he gets a chance to score 16 points on 8 for 10. Just killed it uh, from yeah. shooting. And to do it against a, a front court like Louisiana Tech, who uh, year in and year out, it seems they either have a front court or a back court, sometimes both. Um, that's a top conference USA. And to do it tonight was impressive. We unfortunately, went out last game, and a lot of momentum was high with them. And you could see the momentum building and kind of uh, maintaining with the Miners uh, for a good part when he was on the floor a reliable guy and it makes you think too if the miners are extremely guard heavy and they're, they're not going to rely on too many bigs out there or too many forwards however you want to phrase it um makes you wonder if uh, if he's going to be getting more minutes soon, especially when there has not been consistent production uh, inside the paint yeah good point sal okay i'll give it to you i'll give you the stats uh the most minutes that Derek Hamilton, forget this season, in his entire UTEP career over two seasons, the most minutes he's ever logged was 13 minutes uh, when UTEP won 123-72 against the University of Science and Arts. Oh, man. And then the most points that Derek Hamilton has ever scored in a UTEP uniform, uh, let's take away the science and arts. He put 14 points up in a 5-for-5 effort in that game. Let's throw that one out the window. Uh, He scored 11 points on 5-for-5 scoring from the field against North Carolina A&T last year in non-conference action. Uh, Just just for reference, uh, Sal, he had last season, he had, let me check, let me make sure this is right, I believe he had almost 30 yeah, 13 DNPs, 13 different games where he did not play last year. This season, he didn't play against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, didn't play at Oregon, didn't play against Norfolk State, didn't play the Wyoming matchup, didn't play Chicago State, didn't play FIU on the road, Middle Tennessee at home, Western Kentucky at home, La Tech on the road, uh, and then Liberty at home and Western Kentucky. We are talking about right there about, mm, man, yeah, we're, we're talking about a considerable amount right there, Sal. Almost uh, 11 games this season for DNPs for Derek Hamilton. Uh, a lot of one-minute performances, one one minute right off the bench, five minutes off the bench, just not getting much action. Tonight, 19 minutes, 16 points. By far, career night for Derek Hamilton. And you got to yeah. feel uh, good for him. Maybe somebody who was in the doghouse earlier this season uh, was just not uh, seeing – 
you know, any sort of playing time whatsoever. And tonight he got to showcase what he's got when he's uh, hot on the floor. Yeah, and to main that t- maintain that type of, I guess, hunger, uh, if you want to put it that way, when there hasn't been a lot of play, you know, basically two seasons in, uh, I think was impressive because we know that guys are going to go to the floor something's not going right more times than not <laughs> so right. you, you got to cherish every minute that you're out there but uh, just looking at the numbers too Adrian and the minutes he's only averaging one more minute than he did all of last year and of course you can throw all kinds of things in there DMPs and whatever the case is but he still hasn't played as many games as last year too and we're already three quarters through the conference season there's six uh, um, it says six left or um, yeah I guess four left if you want to put it that way but he would need six more five more depending on if this is updated or not to have the same amount of games played as last year really interesting that's uh, something to definitely talk about here on the show today we'll talk about scotty walden we'll talk more of what we liked and what we didn't like from this matchup let's get the phone line started 915-505-6009 la tech defeats utep 65 59 first up is leon on the phone lines leon good evening man what's going on hey good evening guys great job hey, calling in before 10 o'clock there, Adrian, just to let you know. And, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, the, the other thing is, I don't know, maybe we, we got to patent what, what Walden did tonight. I would do it, but I think people would run away from me. But, hey, maybe we can get many people doing that at football games this fall. It would be great. He, that was, uh, he, had my, he had my dad laughing. A lot of the reasons I go to the game is because of my dad, and that was probably one of the best things I saw tonight. Good for him to get people engaged. What do you think about I saw this one blew up, Leon, all over social media. Scotty Walden just getting the fans hyped up about uh, UTEP basketball tonight. And he even went with the student sections uh, for almost the entire second half. I, I think it's incredible. I think his energy is incredible. And let's hope it produces some wins on the field. I don't know where they're getting the budget to hire. I, I had to count 30 people, 30 assistant coaches. There had to be. I don't know where this is coming from, but hey. If, if he's empowering them from the water uh, staff to the medical staff to the trainers and giving them titles, maybe that's the way you got to run it now. More power to them. Let's get some wins in football because you know what? It's not happening tonight, guys. And, and I got to give Ronnie a lot of credit sometimes when he calls. Um, you know, we'll talk about Walden more, but tonight I'm putting on Golding. And, and, and particularly something that happened, and, and I think you guys saw it maybe early in the game where – Powell was jawing at, at the ref. And maybe he had a, a point because how many times did they get to the line the second half? Like, like once or twice? But then what I don't understand is you bring in a talent like that. And the first half, I can't say he wasn't not one of the better players on the floor. His shooting may have not been there, but he does open up opportunities sometimes. And he had over five assists, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so actually, so Leon, you're you're right on the money. Real quick, UTEP only attempted one free throw in the second half. I didn't like how they didn't attack the basket, but still, I'm with you on that. They should have got at least some more uh, favorable calls coming their way. And Powell in the second half, six minutes, two assists, zero points, zero for three, and then in the whole game, he had six assists. So we're talking about five or four assists in the first half. And I guess what I'm saying is. If that's your star player with five minutes left, I, I, you knew Golding was mad. You heard him yell, I told you, we all heard it. If that's your best player, you give him a chance to redeem himself. What Golding did not do is he had three, four seniors on the bench at the end of the game, and you're going to turn around and tell me you're not going to give a guy like that. And Ronnie has said it. If Zid Powell is the best player on the floor, the Miners will win. He chose not to put him in, but let's put those Sanjos in. Hey, let's make him the tallest player on the floor with zero, zero rebounds. Look, man, I like the threes too, but numbers are numbers. Golding, get your act together, man. No reason to lose this game tonight. Zid Powell should have been in, should have given him an opportunity to come back. I'm disappointed, man. I don't even know if I can watch anymore. And, And I've been a season ticket holder for almost 15 years now. I, I don't know what to do because he doesn't know what to do. He's the leader. He should know better. You guys have a good evening. Scotty Walden, I'm all in. Great for him, man, guys. You guys have a great show. But good we, stuff. we don't need those Sanjos out there throwing, you know, no rebounds for no reason. Embarrassment. 
Hey, have a good evening, Leon. I appreciate the phone nice. call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, Leon always with the mic drops lately, Sal. Yeah, yeah. I like I like his phone calls. He's he's delivered some heat for us. I, I, I wish the uh, the circumstances were better, but all in all, I guess uh, I guess we win because we got a good Leon call. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That you're 100 percent right on that. Uh, let's go to Twitter or X 600 ESPN El Paso. That's where you can reach us. Hashtag Minor Talk as well. Uh, this coming in from Tristan Pence. Let's get it started with my man. Uh, UTEP gave a great effort tonight. La Tech just made the winning plays down the stretch. The refs certainly didn't help the miners because to, uh, cause tonight. At the end of the day, UTEP is in last place. In a weak conference, USA. That is unacceptable. And Joe Golding is 100% at fault. Hashtag minor talk. On the bright side, Coach Walden was awesome tonight. Did you guys see him jump on that table? Uh, hashtag minor talk. It's funny, Tristan. Um, Zay, our pal, he was actually at the game. We missed Zay, but he'll be back on the show on Saturday. I don't think, I think Zay has been off for the losing streak. I haven't seen him in like <laughs> 10 years, bro. <laughs> it feels like that. When I saw him today, I was like, wow, what's up, man? Like, I, I forgot you were real, um, but I was happy to see him and we were talking and I think, uh, and I looked over, Zay, uh, he turned his head and I was looking over and Scotty Walden was like right above like where Zay was so it was really funny and then he came over to where I was uh, by the student section and then he pumped up the student section like crazy he was like pointing people out throughout the crowd just getting people really hyped and fired up so uh, yeah that was definitely the highlight tonight uh, if you want to take any positives away it's from the football team and the fact that the football coach uh, was just as exciting and um, as hyped as that I'm curious to see I I saw a little bit of hate and overwhelmingly positive about it, but a little bit of hate on social media. And I'm curious to hear from some of our callers on this one. 915-505-6009. Um, I caught up with coach after the game and, you know, it was just, I was just asking him a couple questions and he was basically saying, you know, he wants to create as much attention about this UTEP program and about the university. And he feels so passionate about this program right now. And he's so passionate about some of the recruits that they brought in. And so he wants to do all these different memorable moments to make him, uh, to make him and the UTEP football team have a little bit more positive spotlight on them as they get ready for uh, spring ball, which, by the way, uh, March 18th, I believe, that's the kickoff of spring ball. Um, you know, we've, we've known this for a while, but um, spring game is going to be on April 20th, so that's something to get excited about as well. So March, uh, March 18th, right after spring break, that's when UTEP football gets after it. Right now they're undergoing boot camp. We've been hearing a lot from our guy Cade McConnell on this, uh, and so now... You know, of course, Scotty Walden, he's just getting people fired up and really excited about this UTEP football team. 915-505-6009, that's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter next. Uh, Hunter checks into the program. I appreciate Hunter. He said uh, about Derek Hamilton. We've known that Derek Hamilton can ball the whole time. No doubt. He's always been so efficient. I think Elijah Jones would score double digits playing those kind of minutes. Those two alone add 20 points a game. Wouldn't doubt Hamilton is back on the bench next week. Uh, let's keep, let's uh, keep things moving on the phone lines. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and 600 ESPN El Paso on our free mobile app. Let's go to Jacob, who is joining us first on the phone lines. Jacob, good evening, man. What's happening? Good evening. Good evening. No, I'm just calling in to talk a little bit of ball. Let's do um, it, man. You know, what do you think of this one? You know, um, kind of kind of torn on it. The first thing that I wanted to bring to mind is um, also talking about um, Hamilton. You know, I felt that, um, you know, Derek Hamilton needed to get some more uh, – Hamilton needed to get some more minutes um, – but I wasn't aware that, you know, um, he should have been getting more minutes already. I was coming in thinking, hey, you know, this the coach finally made a good adjustment. You know, he put this guy in there. He saw something, and you know, that's what um, good coaching needs to be. You know, but on the on, on the same note, we 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 continue to shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, they they get a they get a crucial turnover, or you know, the turnovers keep them in throughout the game. But um, they get that crucial turnover when it's a tight game, and they just seem to something to go wrong, whether they dribble it out of bounds or, you know, whether we miss a wide-open layup. 
you know, we don't convert on easy alley-oop. I feel that, you know, we find certain ways that just be ourselves. And, you know, I think that that has a lot to do with the coaching. You know, I feel that, you know, teams that are gritty and teams that, you know, stay in games and, you know, teams that uh, are coached well are good at situational basketball. And I just don't feel that we have that. You know, it's an interesting point that you bring up. Now, when you're talking about coaching specifically, you also bring up turnovers and things that have happened like missed layups, you know, missed uh, wide open shots and stuff like that. From a coaching perspective, what kind of changes would you have liked to see late game to see the Miners just close it out? Or are you putting this loss more on the coaching staff just in general and saying that, hey, look, they're in too many of these close games and they have these rotation question marks. It's on the coaching staff to get them to close out these games at home and win them? Well, I mean, to me, it's more coming down to um, just beating themselves. You know, um, for example, I mean, we get a turnover late in the game. I mean, they're down one. We come we come across half court and we dribble the ball off our leg out of bounds. You know, I mean, it's just those moments where, like, we need to be able to not let the game become, get too big. You know, slow down and, you know, ha- have some composure. And, I, and, you know, I, I think that good coaching instills those things into players. Sure. You know, I hear not you. So much the, not so much the rotation, you know, not so much that. I mean, there's times guys hit shots. Sometimes they don't. I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. You know, they were above average from three-point land. But, you know, once again, they shot under 40% from the field. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean. a, that's a problem, Jacob, right? Because you talk about this team right here, and usually they, they shoot around 27, 28, 29% from three-point range. So they make eight three-pointers tonight. That's a good accomplishment. You're right. That's spot on. That's solid for this basketball team. Yet they, uh, they actually are not as sharp from the field. The 38, 39%, just like you said it, shooting under 40%. I'll give you the layup number, Jacob. They were 10 for 22 on layups in this matchup and 10 fast break points. That doesn't seem enough right there. Forcing 18 turnovers and only scoring 14 turnovers off those 18 turnovers. I don't like that either. Yeah, and, and you know, someone said it uh, quite on X right now. I mean, um, to, to be 4-8 and eight in the conference and at the same time lead the country in turnovers, I mean, there's something offensively wrong there. So exactly right. It's exactly right, man. So, and and that's the frustrating part is like, what do you do? I mean, some people say, you know, do you try? Do these guys need to get to the get to the bucket and you know try to go and get to the line? But then we don't shoot well from the free throw line, you know, or do they need to shoot more threes? And I mean, it's it's it's, it's frustrating. Well, you know what, Jacob? It's it's probably what we've known all season long, really. I, and when I say all, I, I really mean uh, the majority of non-conference play, aside from the five wins to start off the year and all of conference play, the reality is, has been staring UTEP fans in the face. It's that this is probably a subpar to below average, you know, below average team right now. Uh, maybe a 500 team at their best, and that's about it. That's how you have to look at this team. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And, well, I, uh, you know, that, go ahead, go ahead. No, and, and that's it. And, like, just I'm looking at it again, and, I mean, the same thing, just bit them, bit them again. I mean, offensive rebounds, you know, two to one. You know, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. Some of them were in crucial times. You know, I just feel that with good coaching comes good situational basketball. You know, it, it, you, you, it, they, they tend to push you over the finish line. And our talent and our defense and all that gets us to the end of games, but we don't finish games. I hear you. That's a problem. Yep. Uh, Good stuff, Jacob. Hey, man, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. And uh, give us a call in the future. I appreciate it, man. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. Jacob with a lot of thoughts here on the program. Uh, Let's keep things moving. Chris is going to be joining us next. 915-505-6009. I'll say just one quick thing about the rebounding margin. Uh, UTEP will definitely suffer in the rebound margin when they go a little smaller like they did tonight. Although, what's a little different about that, Sal, is they did have a lot of different lineups with uh, two big men on the floor at the same time. It was Dos Anjos and it was Solomon who were both on the floor at the same time. And then uh, different stretches, it was like 
Hamilton and Solomon or Hamilton and Dos Anjos. So they actually ran with the two big man approach tonight and it didn't work. Uh, and I think those uh, those insertions, obviously you want to have some type of um, some type of big man out there. So by definition, I guess they're going to be big. Men, the biggest they're the biggest men for the minors on the floor. So I think that's why um, that phrase is thrown around. But I think their their insertions were more so based on what is their skill set or what are they going to bring to the floor other than size. Dos Anjos has been one of the guys to kind of, um, you know, be counted on for a three, and he was able to do that today. And then for Solomon, it's just that that type of hustle or that uh, people talk about grittiness, and we've seen it from him at times. I think that is why Solomon was on the floor more so than, hey, he could be one of the bigs for the minors. It'll help because you need some size, but um, – kind of a, a mis, uh, misleading yeah that, you're exactly yeah. right he's more of a combo he, and, yeah. and that's kind of you know his size would tell you he's that four uh, but just you know his what he brings physically um, and how he shoots and where he plays on offense yeah he's more of like a combo so good point there Sal it's a little misleading let's uh, keep things moving Chris is next uh, from the west side 915-505-6009 hey good evening Chris what's going on how's it going guys Late night. Late night. That's right. And it's a weeknight. Pointing night again. Oh, Uh, I hear you. Where did I start? Uh, I was going to start from the beginning, but I'll start with my end. We were at the game, me and my boy, my 12-year-old boy. We always go to the games. We're always there. We're always watching the games there at the dawn or watching them there in my garage. But, uh. 16 seconds left. Derek Hamilton, um, in, uh, inbound play, we're down, and it's just a uh, it's just a pass to uh, Hamilton. I know he was a little hot tonight, but that's just a coaching miscue. Where hey, set up a play, set up something where we get a a good shot. They just they didn't know what to do. They just threw it to uh, Hamilton. He pulled it up and he went up and. Obviously, he missed the he missed the shot, but that's just the beginning. Um, it's just frustrating um, with uh, going to the dawn every every night that we could, we could go and seeing the minimal um, amount of crowds that we see is three thousand, four thousand. Is there a, a rule now with the with the PA with the announcer as where he could like cheer on the crowd? Or he can cheer on the crowd because you feel like he's not cheering on the crowd, or, or what? What yeah. are you saying? Yes, sir. Absolutely, yes, sir. You know, that's uh, you. Know, I, I feel like they usually do a good job or a better job of that. I think tonight it was just a lot going on, right? It was like the, all the in-game promotions. It was also the uh, the band playing, yeah. the DJ playing, well, and the PA trying well, to get a voice in. No, well, that's where where I'm, I'm getting to. So you guys have a DJ or. Like you guys, YouTube has a DJ, and he absolutely does a hell of a job. But he's very minimal to what he's able to do. And and then the announcer, um, I even I was at the game. I was I even marked down some some notes on my my phone. Okay, give them to I, me, man. This this sounds good, mark, Chris. Foul reverse layup. They're down, and it was it was a, a good by by Powell. He's, You'll, you'll, if you see the video, you'll see. I know which one. I was right there. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And me and my son stood up, and nothing. Before, I I guess it was a different PA uh, announcer who were like, "On your feet or feet, something defense, nothing." That's interesting. That's interesting. You know, I'm gonna do some digging on this. I'm gonna do some digging on this, Chris. I promise. I, I, I have some more too. On the four-minute mark in the first half, also, Powell makes a layup. Nothing as well. We're still down. Yes, it's first half, but come on. Like, it's 3,000, 4,000 uh, fans at the dawn. Come on. Like, yes, you're announcing the, the game, but you have a little bit more. Like, come on. Do your job. And then I have, I have more. I He does more. I know. Uh, sponsorships are are big for for UTIP and obviously for anything, but he does more for for Casa Nissan Orale, and he does more for Crunch Fitness than 
the actual game. Like the people paying for the seats there were there to cheer on the team, and were there for the miners. Were there for UTEP. But it's just it's it's a business like everything else, like NIL, everything else. As you guys talk about the the NCAA Madden. Right, right, right. But we're there. Like it's a tradition. You tip minors you tip like uh the coach for for your football hopefully it comes through. But this is frustrating because UTEP's known it's been known for a, a basketball school. Right, right. And then um in the four minute mark, um in the second half uh, we get a a, a two point plus one, and still nothing, and we're still down. I see what you're and saying. It, do, they've got to do a better to, job uh, of hyping the crowd fight. up. Yeah, it just honestly, excuse the late uh, the the word. It, it's just lame. That BA announcer. I know once I was there at 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 the school, like. We were there with Philly Rivera and Omar Thomas. It's on your feet or on your – you would just say feet, and minor fans would get on their feet. No, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Chris. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I know how passionate you are, and I appreciate your support on this show. I appreciate you uh, stopping by sometimes saying hi to us and, and all of that. And, uh, yeah, and I appreciate your thoughts here. I think it's a real interesting thought. And, and yeah, people – you're not alone, Chris. People have told us the same thing. There's just too much going on um, where you can't really focus on the actual in-game stuff and get hyped up about what's happened on the court. Uh, let's keep things moving. 915 56009. That's our telephone number. Manny David on the program. He uh, sends us this post on Twitter and X. Good close game. Got away at the end. Didn't defend the Don tonight. Hopefully they can pick up a win against Sam Houston and three more after that. I'll be there Saturday to root for this team and celebrate the 83-84 team. Hashtag go Miners. Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, three more wins, Manny David? What team are you watching? Three more wins? They've got Sam Houston State on Saturday. Yeah, it's probably a win there. Okay, sure. Jacksonville State and Liberty on the road? Where's the win there? Yeah, the home win against Florida International should come, of course. But come on, man. Manny, David, you've been with us since the start of the season and probably since the start of minor talk. Come on, man. You watch this team. How could you say that? Like, I, well, where are you coming from with this? Uh, Miners right now are tied for last place, Sal. Are you surprised? The way that they've been playing for majority of this this conference schedule, no. Um, now, if you would have told me this before uh, the uh, Oklahoma Fine Arts Academy, <laughs> whatever the name of the school is, and, and I'm not even trying to be sarcastic, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you got to see what they could be, and then uh, you, you saw them do it against Cal, you saw the athleticism, and yes. uh, just a different type of um, Even type the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl yes, Invitational. Sa- um, and also even uh, Santa Barbara as well. Uh, if you would have told me after that, then no, but I mean, now that it's... At this point in the conference season, we've seen what they could do or what they can't do, uh, if, if you want to put it that way. Just haven't been able to uh, get over certain humps. And it's like each game has a different um, – it's the same ending, but it's a different way in how they get there. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009. David Castro, not going to lie, this UTEP uh, coach, Scotty Walden, is starting to grow on me. I love the fact that he's supporting UTEP men's basketball, supporting all the way from Dallas. Let's go Miners uh, at UTEP football. Uh, this is coming from Snappy Trades. Another one gets away. They just can't score. Hopefully next year, Joe Golding will get some score in Hamilton should have been getting more playing time would have helped them uh as he said would have helped his stamina he looked good tonight this is coming from E Garcia the offense keeps killing this team game after game especially down the stretch of games um this is coming in from Colin Deaver asking if uh he could talk about the Nuggets Come on, man. Nikola Jokic 15 15 and 15 on a hundred percent shooting of course we could talk that's it 
<laughs> what a what an off night for him. What an him. off night, huh? I gotta trade him to the Clippers for a pack of peanuts. <laughs> or the Lakers, yeah. <laughs> How about that? As I'm looking over and watching Steph just pour threes on, on the Lakers over here right in front of me. Um let's let's move along. 915-505-6009. Good stuff there from some of the posts coming in. Uh next up here on the phone lines, let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009 here on the program. So who do you got here on one? You know what? I oh, don't... this is me. I yeah. answered it. I'm sorry, Sal. <laughs> let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. Now on five. I'm I'm going fast here. Now on five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's your telephone number. Good evening. What's going on? Oh hey, you know, Serge. What's happening, I man? Think, hey, I think it's a strange thing where like at the beginning of the game and at the beginning of the half, second half, you know, everyone's standing, and then when the other team scores, like. The crowd sits down. It's like the other team's telling us, take a seat. And I just think it's a weird little thing that they do. Hey, uh, how old are you, Serge? I don't know, like 45, 46. Okay, so you know the Stanford defense, right? Yeah, and, and you're saying that the Stanford defense is a little weird, right? Well, I think it's great, but once the other team shoots the ball and it goes in, everybody just sits down, and it's like the other team, sh- you know, telling us to sit down, and we just sit down. Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. It doesn't really give and, a good, uh, it doesn't really give a good like symbol to the UTEP crowd or like the fans and stuff like that, and actually gives them some hype. That's an interesting thought. It's more of a tradition than if anything, I was the right? Opposing team. If I was on the opposing team. And suddenly, um, you know, the, the, uh, I shoot the ball and everyone sits down and gets quiet. I'm like, yeah, I just shut you guys up. And I think sure. the crowd just keep going and being loud and keep standing, man. I'm with you on that, Serge. I mean, look, there have been fans who've called in this show all season long who've complained about certain sections at the Don Haskins Center that won't stand up at all. So you're right. I mean, I, I thought know. I saw the fans right behind the LaTeX bench, and they were getting after those players and coaches and telling them to sit down, and they were they were being pretty mean. So I thought that the crowd that was uh, left to where I was standing, right behind the visitors' bench, that was a pretty good crowd. And I, I don't know. I, I don't see it from your perspective or from the fans' perspective. So I like to hear these things from different people. I think I see from like a player's perspective. If I was uh, playing, you know, and I just shot the ball and then went there, I was like, yeah, I just shut all you guys up, man, and keep going. Um, have a good night. <laughs> good stuff, man. You know good what? stuff, Serge. I, I love it. And the reason why I love it is because um, you, you got to think, hey, if that's you, Right in that scenario, it's a good story to tell. Now it just sucks because you're on the on the receiving end of it, but right, it's uh, it's funny because um, when when guys foul out, fans are saying left, right, left, right, sit down. So it's uh, it's kind of like the opposite of it if you want to put it that way. Sure, good point. I like it. It's it's fun. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening right now to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More or less than ten seconds here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's keep it moving. Chi-Town Miner, he posts this into the program. So Billy Gillespie has his team in second place in year two at Tarleton. Barbie has his team in third place at Central Michigan in year two. Our guy, even though he's an awesome human being, has us in last place in a week conference USA in year three? Question mark? Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, Tarleton State is actually going through some really good winning right now. Um, This is a team right now that uh, Billy Clyde, Billy Gillespie, has really turned around and has built to a winner. They're 19-7. and They're undergoing uh, pretty significant. They've won six in a row. They have Cal Baptist on Saturday. They just beat... Grand Canyon in an emotional 77-74 win. Um, so, yeah, they've really reaped the benefits of having a strong season. By the way, UTEP lost to Abilene Christian earlier this year, Sal. And so, and since we're talking about the whack, and since we're talking about um, Billy Gillespie having the best record right now in the whack as far as conference records go, uh, actually just defeating Grand Canyon. They're second place, excuse me, second place um, to Grand Canyon in the whack right now. Seven game win streak and I said six seven game win streak is uh what Tarleton State has right now 19 and seven now talking about the whack let's go to Abilene Christian on the season 11 and 15 
And they beat the Miners 88-82 to on their home court. But in conference play, they've struggled on their side 6-9 and in conference play and then 11-15 and overall. So that's interesting right there. That's, that's really, really interesting uh, here on the show. Um, Hunter's not a fan of the callers who are calling in on the show tonight, Sal. Uh, I'll just say this. <laughs> to some of the callers who've called in, I appreciate you. And uh, I think this is just kind of the end of the season woes right here. This is this is us uh, trying to get to the finish line here on Minor Talk. And some of the fans are just simply checked out. Other fans, they want to call in because they haven't called in all season long, right? How no, do you assess it? Uh, I, I assess it like everybody's got to get in at some point. And, and we, we say this a lot, but it's, it's so true, though. We, we, it feels like you could just throw on any episode of Minor Talk after any game. Um, you know, in this conference play, not any, but you know what I mean. But either way, though, you throw it on and it's really not that different. Today, another game where they were able to um, be in it, but the other team was just able to pull away and make the plays that they needed to make. They they manned up and were able to secure the bag tonight. And UTEP not able to do that for a good part of this conference schedule. And it even makes you wonder, who is this next uh, win going to come against? The, and the best chance, in my opinion, and we talked about this uh, you mentioned it too. Is going to be this Saturday. Um, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Or the uh, the Florida International game. It's going to be the two home games. It's, it's not going to be the two road games. That's for sure. That's exactly it. And we're already three quarters into the Conference USA season. And at this rate, you're looking at a at a four and twelve spot in Conference USA for your um, mm-hmm. for your conference slate. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Our telephone number. Uh, keeping him going here on the show. A lot of posts to still read. Esteban, it's the end of a season. Season, and Coach Joe Golding had the nerve to say that we have to quote unquote learn to finish games dot 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 at 600 ESPN El Paso. It's the end of the season. Uh, excuse me. This is from Eric Fournier, our our pal. Could Scotty Walden coach the basketball team? He couldn't do any worse than Joe Golding. He looks absolutely defeated. Talking about Joe Golding. Pinky, don't understand why you wouldn't play Trey Horton in the final minutes of the game. Probably their best outside shooter. Just saying. Uh, this is from Trey Chauvin. Ronnie is right. We don't have winners on this team. Ronnie is always spot on. Adrian at enemy win three. Unlike a lot of fans, I don't criticize Joe Golding as a coach. He just doesn't have the horses to win. They need someone who can recruit. You know what, Adrian? Oh, I think that was a, an interesting take right there. What do you think, Sal? I, I think they did have that when Rodney Terry was here. And fans said they wanted a guy who could coach, a guy who's an X's and O's guy, somebody who's going to get guys to buy in and go all out so they can force a bunch of turnovers a game. And what do you have this year? <laughs> so you're just not going to be happy no matter what. But um, it's easy to say this when the performance hasn't been there and there's been more uh, losses than wins, so to speak. And on the other side, it's easy to be happy when you're winning. So it's uh, it just comes down. De- comes down to do they make enough plays um, for me at least this season? Are they making enough plays to win the game? They're making enough plays to be in the game, but you got to take that next step. Sal, this could be the first time since the 2016-17 and then 2017-18 seasons where UTEP has back-to-back losing seasons. Now we can officially say they're in jeopardy uh, for that right there. And I'll remind you those two seasons right there. The 15-17 and team, which, by the way, was my first year or second year actually covering UTEP men's basketball. I remember this season very, very well. They end up 15-17 and and fall short of expectations under head coach Tim Floyd at the time on that team uh, you know they had they had success at some points and I think the Miners you know that season were uh, having higher expectations than they left off I really liked Irvin Morris he was my favorite player yeah. on that team uh, Lee Moore was also a standout Dominic Artis Terry Wynn Omega Harris Hooper Vint uh, yeah that was a fun team to watch to be honest with you they just uh, couldn't get it together and they bowed out in the second round of the conference tournament and then they finished up their season you know not as positive as they would have liked at that year 15 and 17 was the finish that 
that season with this group right here that we just mentioned. Um, and then after that season, well, actually, you know what the interesting part about that year, Sal? They started off the year two and thirteen, and then they finished yeah. out the year fifteen and seventeen. So the start of the season was actually awful, like re- historically well, awful. It, it, it's interesting. It was a complete uh, one eighty when you look at it. You mentioned that horrible start. They finished fourth in Conference USA. Their overall record is fifteen and seventeen, but they're twelve and six in league play. How does that make sense? Can I ask you something funny? Yeah, but not so funny. Kelvin Jones was on that team. There's a there's a throwback. Remember yeah. Kelvin Jones? Yeah. Kelvin, would you take Kelvin Jones as a freshman, six eleven freshman, over the bigs that they have right now? Yes. Wow. Uh, Kelvin Jones finished his basketball career, by the way, uh, playing for Creighton in the 2020 season. The pandemic actually snapped that season, but he would have probably been on an NCAA tournament team that year. Uh, the Blue Jays at Creighton were 24-7 and that year, and they were actually 12th in the country, and Kelvin Jones was coming off the bench. He was kind of playing like that Zarek Onyema role for that team, but they were actually good versus this year's Rod- Rodney Terry Texas team, which is not so good. So. W- would you take him over any current? big Nah, I would probably I I don't know I, I'd probably still take uh, I don't know I really liked Kelvin this is a tough one you're for thinking me. about I it more him. than three seconds I, so it that, makes you think that it, gives the answer in itself like huh it's it makes you think yeah I think I probably would. I probably would. Uh, UTEP, after that year, in the 2017-2018 season, they went 11-20. and This was the year where head coach Tim Floyd retired abruptly after they lost 66-52 to at home against Lamar. Phil Johnson took over the rest of the season. It just wasn't the same. Evan Gilliard was their best player that year, but you know he was putting up stats for a team that just didn't have it. Keith Frazier was their guy that they really wanted to have success that year. Um, who remembers the Trey Wade-Tyrus Smith combo right Whoa. there? And I'll give you two other throwback names. How about Kobe McGee and Isaiah Osborne? I love it. Well, this was, you said 18? This was 18, right, exactly. So this wow. this season uh, wrapped up, I think, it, let me let me find the exact time. Um, this one right here wrapped up 2017, 2018. Okay, so okay, Phil 17, Johnson 18, was their, their interim coach, and he closed out the year that season when uh, Tim Floyd abruptly retired. So there you go. 915-505-6009. Let's get to Milkman. He's waited patiently here while we went on this rant and side tangent. Milkman, what's happening, man? Good to hear from you. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, I just, I just, I just wanted to call, and you know, uh, all all of us are collectively licking our wounds. I I gotta say, I, I cannot believe, you know, I'm calling in feeling this way about the end of the season compared to how I thought it was going to go at the beginning of the season, especially after living through that uh, dismal end of the uh, demo era in football. And uh, I do, (laughs) I gotta say. Uh, all Scotty Walden did was hype us up even more for football, like uh, especially after a painful year like this in basketball, basketball and football. Um, God, I mean, if you're not hyped about football after you know after watching this guy, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, geez, something's wrong with you, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's really getting people excited. I mean, have you ever been this anticipated for a spring practice? I think the last time that yeah. I was uh, more anticipated was probably uh, the season after the first season of Mike Price. So that's the 2005 season where they were preseason top 25, and they had a lot of hype going around that team. That's about the last time I can remember this much excitement going on with a UTEP spring ball that's coming up. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what I have to compare it to. Although I was, I was still in the army and out of town at that time, so I had to kind of watch it from afar. This is the first time I've actually been in town and been like, "Wow, I cannot wait." So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's been rough. It's been a it, it, it's it's rough to have both football and basketball be so uh, you know rough in the, in the same year. But man, um, they. They got the right guy to make us excited about football. I, I, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it in just, you know, talking to people. I mean, you, you can definitely feel it. Everybody's excited. 
I'm with you. I think everybody really is hyped about it too, man. And uh, yeah, I guess that's what UTEP fans are kind of turning the page over to. Um, what, what's next for this team right here, Milkman? I mean, what, what's your expectations for the season as it winds down? Um, for the for the end of the basketball season, you know, <laughs> I, I I hate to even predict any wins um, because you know there there there's been so many times this year that you know I thought they'd definitely get a win and they didn't. Although you know there were those times that they surprised us, like God, that New Mexico State game. If they could have put like even two of those type games uh, in a row together, I mean, no no telling what they could have done this year. But, I mean, that was clearly their best outing all year. Um, so, you know, that was a surprise to me um, in a good way. But I don't know. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can really predict anything. I, I mean, put it this way. I think, I think if you look at it, I think they kind of I – guess, I guess I would have to say that they've underperformed because if you look at them, they seem like they have the talent, you know, Um I think, you know, I'll just echo what everyone else has said about the shooting. I, they just, you know, sometimes they just can't throw it in the ocean, especially from outside. And then, then there's these these turnovers where they throw it to nobody. And that that I, that I really don't understand. Um, you know, that's just that's just sloppiness, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question. I guess it probably didn't. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to see when I'm definitely, I got to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out there on Saturday. I, I didn't get out there tonight, but <clears throat> I was kind of busy doing some other things, but I watched it on TV and I got to see, uh, you know, Scotty Walden on TV and, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of cool, but we're going to be out there on Saturday for the unveiling of the statue. So I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully God, you know, you would, you would hope they'd be able to get a win uh, considering that that's going to be such a big day. So, you know, I'm, I got my fingers crossed. Hey, hey, Milkman, I need yeah. I, I know you don't do this typically, but this this has got to be the exception, man. I need a picture of you. If Carl joins you, I need a picture of you and Carl next to the bear in the statue, okay? Absolutely. I need it on Minor Tuck. I need it I need, it I need it uh sent to us here on uh six hundred ESPN El Paso. So let's do okay. it, man. I, you got it. Okay, uh, I appreciate I, it, Milkman. It. Uh thanks for weighing in on the show. Thanks for calling in as always. Nine one five five oh five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number as we continue. You, uh, Pinky checks in. Miners in last place in men's basketball. I don't believe I have ever heard that. Hashtag minor talk. This is coming in from Shannon. So disappointing. Joe Chacon, y'all ready for me to call in yet? Hashtag. We've been ready. Come on, man. Let's do it. We need you right now. Oh, man. I'm only going to read one of his uh, hashtags. Journey with Steve Perry, baby, March uh, 21st. Hashtag college football 25. Hashtag CSIPWeather. There you go. That's Joe Chacon right there. Uh, our pal. Let- Get the Lupitas ready. <laughs> Get the Lupitas ready. That's right. I remember nice. that one. Um, I'm, in t- I'm hyped up for Saturday's show, Sal, because either way, we're going to have some fun. Uh, Ronnie yeah. might be coming to town. He might be on the plane right now. He might be heading over to town to watch this UTEP basketball team. We're going to invite him over. And we're gonna, he, might, he might have to call you out as a stat guy, Sal, or something like that. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a calculator ready. It's all right. <laughs> um, I think we're, we're going to obviously talk about the statue unveiling. We're going to obviously talk about all the legends who are going to be at the Haskins Center and who are going to be um, – you know, talking about the stories for the bear and stuff like that. We're going to talk about the posters. We're going to talk about the uniforms. By the way, I love the throwback 80 uniforms. Um, the Digi Camel uh, uniforms, much nicer in person than it was on that picture. I'll be honest with you. Uh, still not a fan, but a lot better than what I saw on, on the post on you know social media in person when you see it. What do you think, Sal? Are you a Digi Camel guy? You or know no? what? Uh, I didn't see the game. I was li- Obviously, I was uh, listening to it here in the station. I did not watch the broadcast, uh, so I didn't see it in action. I saw them in the picture that was put up. I, I can't remember if it was Zay or not who put it up, but um, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean... I'm not surprised. I'm not in love with them, but um, I do think that they're not their worst. Okay. If, if that's acceptable. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Um, Let so, me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, UTEP digi camo uniforms or basketball digi camo uniforms? Oh, basketball all the way. Yeah, okay. 10 out of 10. The, the, the blue ten digi camo days. is a lot better than I, I don't even know what color it was last year. Just, uh, it, it was everywhere. This one, it was more. 
um, there was more of a, how could I say? No pun intended. There was more uniformity yes. with it than with the uh, than the football one. Fair enough. Uh, let's keep it moving. Now I'm five five zero five six zero zero nine. Actually, I think we got to start winding things down. It's just uh, one of those nights. Minor fans disappointed. Uh, had calls all over the place, but it's okay. You know, sometimes we we want to get multiple thoughts, multiple opinions, and that's what this show is all about. Um, and we always welcome calls here on this program. So even if you got an interesting take. We're happy to do it. Uh, I saw from earlier today we got some more uh, you know messages coming our way too. So if you uh, want to get in on the program now in five five zero five six zero zero nine or send us a tweet or post at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X that is six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X as we start winding things down. By the way, Sam Houston State their UTEP's opponent on Saturday they just down yep. New Mexico State on the road. Get this score, 79-58, Sal. Yeah, they, they pretty much demolished them, and it was over before uh, before halftime as well, the, the difference. It was like 43 to, uh, 48 to 23, so outscoring them by 25. They don't even get 25 points in the first half, and they're outscored by 25, so no, Sam Houston is uh, one of the hottest teams in Conference USA right now, and uh, that's just what's going to happen here. Like, hey, time is winding down. Just there's not going to be any breaks. We we say Conference USA is a weak conference, and compared to the rest of the uh, of the nation, it, uh, I, I won't disagree with that. However, it's it's not an opinion that you're facing the two best teams in Conference USA back to back. So you fall hard tonight. You're going to have to fight even harder on Saturday, along with the uh, you know you know trying to impress the. Uh, the amazing alumni that's going to be there as well. Yeah. So no pressure, right? No pressure. And the Miners have also lost six of their last eight. So there's no no pressure there, right? Um, right now in Conference USA, as it stands, Miners are tied for last place with Florida International. Sam Houston State is tied for first place with La Tech. The difference that separates the two is starting to widen. It, uh, just a couple weeks ago, there was only three games that separated the last place team with the first place team. Now it is five games that separates La Tech and Sam Houston State with UTEP and FIU. So uh, a 9-3 and three team uh, that are both the LaTeX Bulldogs and the Sam Houston State Bearcats is much better than the four and eight star, or fin, uh, you know, winding down the season here by both UTEP and Florida International. Uh, another thing, home win percentage continues to be a big thing for Conference USA. Uh, right now, the, it, the home team is forty-two and twelve in Conference USA. They have won. Home teams have won seventy-eight percent of the games, and in the borderland this week, uh, at least to start things off, two losses by the two home yeah. teams in UTEP and New Mexico State. And I wonder how many of those uh, twelve losses for uh, for home teams have been home teams that took on the top teams in Conference USA. Good because question. Today it was a clean sweep for the top two teams. In Conference USA, and even going back to um, to last week here, um, those teams were at home, and obviously they swept. So I got to go back two weeks, but the seventh and the eighth, um, Western Kentucky would get the win against Louisiana Tech, and then on Thursday it would be um, Sam Houston falling against Jacksonville State in Jacksonville. So just some some cool things to look at. But all in all, I think um, as as you have the final quarter of conference play approaching, what you're seeing is what you're getting, and if it's not Louisiana. Louisiana Tech or, or Sam Houston, um, who's going to represent Conference USA in the tournament, um, I, it's hard for me to expect the league to get a win if um, if those teams even go at all. You're right. You're right on that, Sal. Uh, as we continue here on the program, uh, winding, winding things up here on the show, it's time to get out to our hot hand of the game and our player of the game. Uh, hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, it's still pretty chilly in the mornings and evenings, and if you're looking for a new furnace, look no further. Wind Supply El Paso's got you covered with their champion furnaces. Check out their Find a Dealer tab online today, windsupplyelpaso.com. That is Wind Supply El Paso.com for the Find a Dealer tab. In this one, I mean, really, I think it's going to be a clean sweep tonight, Sal. Derek Hamilton, 16 yes. points, 8 yep. for 10 scoring. He had three rebounds as well in 19 minutes of action. Who is hotter than Derek Hamilton in this matchup? I don't think anybody else. I mean, no. make a little case for David Terrell for his five assists in this matchup to only one turnover. I like that, but not enough for us to give him an award in this matchup, so let's give it to Derek Hamilton. Hot hand 
Friend of the Game Award. Are you good with that? Yeah, I'm definitely good with it. It's hard to pick um, anybody else, really. I mean, if we want to kind of break it down, um, there's one other candidate, and it's just because of one stat, and that would be the four steals by Solomon. But wow, um, no, that I, there it is. That. That's the answer, right? It's definitely going to be uh, Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton wins the hot hand of the game. That's brought to you by Wins Plyle Pass. So now our player of the game, and it's also going to go to Derek Hamilton. What a performance by the the big man out of Louisiana. Hasn't had many bright moments this year, and really, I mean, frankly, in his UTEP career. Yeah. Uh, but this is the brightest moment, no doubt about it, and it's not even close. Uh, this is what a performance by him. I'm just so proud of him for doing this and for accomplishing this one right here. Derek Hamilton, huge huge performance tonight for the Miners and they get it done uh, or they they fall in this one 65-59 but Derek Hamilton got it done tonight off the bench 16 points he led the way with 16 of UTEP's to- you know their their total points uh, off the bench by the way 31 16 of their 31 bench points tonight what a performance by Derek Hamilton and our player of the game award is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell hey if you're looking to buy or sell your home here in El Paso Look no further than Timothy Cantrell with his vast knowledge, uh, his unwavering dedication. Check out Timothy Cantrell if you're looking to buy or sell your home. In fact, you can check him out on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Timothy Cantrell Realtor to check out the latest listings and tips. If you want to give him a call, 915-204-8441. That's 915-204-8441 for Timothy Cantrell uh, here on Minor Talk. Uh, as we wind it up here on the program. Hey, Sal, we'll be back in action on Saturday. If anybody missed today's podcast or show, excuse me, download the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts on demand. Uh, that is Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts on demand. We're back at it again. Uh, on Saturday, by the way, just a quick one from Pinky. He said this one, Serge doesn't even know his own age. <laughs> I was laughing, man. He's like, how old are you? I don't know, man. I think, um, <laughs> I, th- I believe he said, I think. Yeah, he said, I think 43 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's awesome. He's um, 34. Do yeah. you ever, t- just a funny question, do you ever like get stumped when somebody asks you, you know just what? out of the blue what yes. your age is? Uh, of course. Yeah. I do too. Sometimes I, I just forget. Like it's just a brain fart. So no worries, man. It, it, it's funny because, yeah, we're <laughs> laughing, but we're not the one that's on the spot. So if, there if you it's go. us, then yeah, I guess we got we to gotta face that wall of shame. Saturday, we're back at it. UTEP Sam Houston. State Don Haskins statue unveiling that starts at four. Tip off is at six thirty here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. With of course game starting at seven o'clock. Uh, but for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bradis. We are signing off and saying so long. And thanks for listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso.